بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وآله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته Y'all went to Morocco or something? <laughs> Did you go to yeah. Morocco? Nah, bro. Yeah, man, we look good, don't we? Nah, yeah, inshallah. inshallah. Let us know if we should make some of these, by the way. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so, our topic of discussion. Let us know what's, what's going on. Man, what's going on? What's not going on? You see what's going on around the world? Like, you see what's going on in Sudan. You see what's going on in Palestine. You see what's going on in Congo. You see what's going on in Yemen. You see what's going on in all these Muslim countries. You see, you see, you see all the, a whole chunk big chunk of the world is going through a silent genocide or a silent killing or silent oppression that no one wants to talk about. You know, one of the main things that the media likes to focus on is Ukraine, right? And I saw, you know, I saw a couple of days ago, I saw Mohammed Hijab, you know, he was talking about the, the, the death count to civilian count in Ukraine was not or even close to the um, death count, civilian count to the terrorist group in uh, Hamas to Palestinian, uh, Palestinian civilians. Wasn't even close. And yet they, you know, they said that the, oh my God. They said what was going on in Ukraine was absolutely atrocious, right? But it wasn't even near what was going on in Palestine, right? Not and yet close. no one, you know, no one condemns Israel for what they did. The idea for what they did. I mean, it's no surprise. That, <laughs> it's no surprise that there's no, that there's a bias here. But I don't feel like that's what you're going to generate today's discussion. It's more about like the hardship. Sometimes you got to be thankful that you're not in the position that what those people are going through. Sometimes you got to pray to Allah that, to help them, to bless them, to honor them, to accept from them. Because this is something so hard. This is, this is, these are people like, you know, Allah can give, they're going to give them Jannah. Allah yeah. can give them Jannah. For like, and it's also, it's so important to note like how much responsibility we have as people who are not going through it to actually know about it. Because... We're not living in those times where there's no technology, where if something's going on on a whole other side of the world, it takes weeks for that word to come to us. Like the same way that, you know, the Prophet ﷺ, he'd send That's Sahaba true. to land to talk to people to say, oh, can we spread Islam? It'd take them weeks to get there. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, I can go on social media and tell people about Islam now. It's not the same way. Now we have that. Now we have that technology to be able to learn these things, to know what's going on, and to find unbiased routes to know, oh, which side is right, which side is wrong, or where is the right and wrong? Which two sides, like, what are the two sides saying? And what can I take from this? What can I learn from this? And in a, in a way to look at it is that we have this type of power, essentially, like, where we have little barriers where we can, if you have a phone, you have internet. Now you have a voice. You can say, you can say what's right. You can speak the truth. You can choose that. Yeah, imagine I'm out, I'm out here in the United States. Someone in Australia can see what I said in a matter of seconds. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And going back onto perspective, it's like... Are you going to be grateful that you're not in their situation? But at the same time, also remember, you are being tested just as much as they are being tested. You know, they might be tested physically, but you're also being tested, you know, with your with your spear. Are you going to go out there? Are you going to help? Are you going to be a voice? You're going to are you going to make dua for them? Because, yeah, this is, can be a mean of Jannah for them. But it can also be a, be a mean of Jannah for you. That's exactly why. Like, that's the first thing I thought of. It was because you said this. You said this before, how like, oh, am I going to be grateful that I'm not in their situation? And that stuck with me. Like, I think about that all the time when I, whenever I see these posts about like what's going on. And I'm like, subhanAllah, like my life doesn't stop, right? I still go wake up. I go to the gym. I do my prayers. I do everything. I grieve for these people. I make dua for them. But my life is still going on. So what am I going to do with that? How am I going to use my ability like that I'm not being oppressed right now, that I'm not being tried like this by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to my advantage? 
You know what I'm saying? Because my hardships may be different. I might go through something and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, this is a hardship. But then I think about what's going on over there. Look at the people in Palestine. Look at the people in Sudan. Like, they're going through something way worse. And I tell you what, right? Like, th this might this might seem a little bit silly, but, like, look. Like, I, I hurt one of my fingers really bad. I stabbed myself with glass, right? A couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, I was reaching for something and there was some glass there. And it just went into my finger and it was stuck in there. And I looked at it and it was, like, looked unreal. I had to, like... Pull it, pull it out of my hand, my hand and everything, and it just wouldn't stop bleeding. So, you know, I was over here, man, that thing hurt really bad. And obviously, you know, whenever you cut yourself on your finger or something, like, it hurts a lot more than, let's say, another part of your body, right? Because, you know, the nerves and whatever that are up in your finger. So, I go out there, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do everything that I can do to stop the blood. I'm over here like, man, am I going to bleed out and stuff like that? I'm over here freaking out over a little cut. But then I'm just thinking of, like... I go, I open up my phone and I see these kids, you know, they're bleeding from their heads. They're, you know, they're losing limbs. I saw a video of someone pulling out a hand, just a hand, you know, from, from the wrist up, just out of rubble. Imagine that. Imagine the pain of that person. And it just makes me like grateful again that, you know, it could, it could always be worse. Like, look, my pain right here is nowhere even close to their pain over there. And look at the strength of these people. Allah doesn't burden us so more than what they can bear. So imagine Allah put them through that test and yet they still make it out. What, what? What does that say about the strength of those types of people? And it's, you know, hold on, hold on. And on top of that, like I saw, I saw a video earlier today of this guy, his mother was under rubble and he was talking about, well, well I'm going to get you out. Well, I'm going to get you out. I'm going to get you out. I'm going to get you out. Like if that was to happen to me, I don't even know what I would do in that situation. Cause I know I, I love my mom so much. I don't even know what I could even do in that type of situation. Imagine those types of people look, look at their strength, look at their patience, look at their persistence. They're not giving up. Yeah, imagine how many of us, if we were put in that situation, we would despair in the mercy of Allah. We were despairing, like, calling out to him. Those people, how many videos have you seen of people in, from Sudan and Palestine? The, the only thing they're, ta they're talking about is Allah and, like, like, alhamdulillah or subhanAllah, glory be to Allah. Like, what is going on here? Like, or they call for his help. Yeah. Like, like, you don't, it's not all about, oh, saying subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, like, call out to Allah. Who's the only one who can help you in these situations? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one who can help. Whenever I think about those things, I think about uh, that verse in the Quran where uh, the people were so like hurt by the hardship from Allah that even the messengers were asking, where's, where's the, help the help of Allah? Of Allah? Allah? Yeah. See, that, that makes me like remember, wow, subhanAllah, even the messengers were like, they were thinking like, where's the help of Allah? Like, we need Allah. Mm -hmm. These people, they're, some of them, they're so strong and they're they're thinking, oh yeah, subhanAllah, like we're martyrs now, this type of stuff. Other people they're just calling out for help from Allah. Like all oh, Allah grant us victory and this and that. And there's nothing wrong with either. That's that's strength on both sides. Look look at that kind of test though. That you're a messenger of God. You have direct revelation or you have revelation from God and you yet you, no, you were of the yeah. unseen. You were yeah. shaken so bad to the point where even, even you're questioning. Yeah, you're questioning, like, where's the help of Allah? But you know what Allah says in the next verse, like proceeding right after it? He says, the, the help of Allah is near. No, indeed, the help of Allah indeed, is near. Indeed, the help of Allah is near. So that's that's the word of Allah. This is something which is to come into effect, effect no matter what. This is why, this is like, this is a lesson right here why it's so important to have the Quran in your heart. Because for someone who knows these ayat of the Quran, they can they would go back to this. This would always pop into their head when something like befalls them. Like me personally, if ever if something ever befalls me, I always try to think of lessons in the Quran. One one in particular I always think is like which of the favors of my Lord will I deny? Like I always think of, you know, those ayat in Surah Rahman and how they keep repeating over and over again because 
there has there's a lesson for it. It doesn't it doesn't repeat 31 times for no reason. Like there's so many blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he he tells us about and he's gonna keep asking, which ones are you gonna deny? Mm -hmm. And you know, crazy thing about this verse, little story. I was some one like I'll be playing basketball, a sport, running, doing something, right? And I'll get so thirsty and then I'll drink my water. I'll drink my water, clench my thirst, I'll be like, ah. Oh my God! I like I just like, Subhanallah! I'll be like, and then I'll, I'll think of the verse. I will put my hand on my head. I'll be like, man, this is like Alhamdulillah. This is all I could ever ask for. The water. Which of your favorites will your Lord deny? Or will you deny? Like Subhanallah. Speaking of having the Quran in your heart, like I want to touch. I want to touch on a point of like one of my friends. Right? He's a revert. Right? And currently, right now, he he's in jail. Right? And I man, I would always think right when I I had, I went weeks without talking to him. I was like, man, his situation must be so difficult. Like I don't know how life must be in there. And yada yada yada, right? And you know, we we hop on the phone call for the first time. He's like, "Yo, Osman, like you won't believe." Salam alaikum. He said, "Like you know, I just I read all these different parts of the Quran. I've read it five times now. I'm in here. Indeed, you know, I'm like I'm doing pretty good now. I'm like, yeah, yeah. How is it in there?" He said, "Man, you know, I'm just doing my thing. I'm being patient. You know, indeed, Allah is with the patient." And I'm just like, Subhanallah. Like, look, he said, man, every day I thank Allah for my for my situation here. He brought me closer to him. You know, I wasn't praying before. Now I'm praying my five daily prayers now. He says, now I'm not leaving that stuff. And, you know, I'm reading the biography on the Prophet Muhammad. I didn't salam. And he's he, every single time I hop on the phone with him, he's just always bringing me more and more verses. It's like he's always learning more and more and more. Like now he called me earlier this morning. He just memorized a new surah. And I'm just like, you know, Allah subhanAllah. And he said it to me in Arabic. He he didn't speak the least bit of Arabic. And yet he's able to recite to me Quran now. And, you know, he was able to memorize all these different verses in English. And Allah is just surprising because, you know, Allah, no matter where you are, Allah can guide you. Allah can help you. You know, if you really put your trust in Allah, Allah will be with you. And that that just goes back. Indeed, the help of Allah is near. You know, he's sitting there. He's sitting inside of a box right now. You know, he's not, he's not, he's probably not going to be able to get out till later, later next year. Right. Inshallah, you know, we'll be able to see him. Inshallah. But it's just so mind blowing that like, look, I love put these people in this situation and look, look, look at their perspective. Look what perspective can do to such a look person. what guidance from Allah does. I want to add on to that. Have you guys ever asked yourselves, why would Allah send the Quran to mankind as a whole? Why would Allah send this? It was a guidance to mankind. It's a mercy from Allah. Why else on earth would he send this to us if he did not want to help us? If he did not want to give us glad tidings of mercy and blessings? You know, every time I read, like, when I open up a surah and it, and it begins off with, like, you know, just verses like that, it just always gives me goosebumps because just like that reassurance that just hits again. It's like, this is a revelation from the Lord of mankind, or this is a revelation from Allah, the Almighty, the All-Wise, or this is a book in which there is no doubt. You know, an interesting insight on that, you know, when an author writes a book, usually before the book starts, he, they write like an apology for any mistakes, anything like this in the book. Allah says, this is a book in which there's no doubt. There is no mistakes in this book. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with this book. Go ahead. Try and he it, goes try on it. to reaffirm that time and time again, yeah. saying like, oh, if, you, if you're in doubt, yeah, then create something like no, it. No, he, he doesn't even just say that. He says, he says bring, bring your allies. Bring from, from this world, like from the jinn world and your world. Bring your allies. Or like the, the pure like confidence you could say is when he says, and if you cannot do it and you will never do it, then fear the fire, which is men and stone prepared for the disbelievers. It's like the conviction. Yeah, because these are all things that Allah created. Like, why would he? He's not going to argue with his creation. <laughs> no, because <laughs> he's like. He's going to let them dispute amongst each other. Like how he says in the Quran, they're only, uh, they only dispute, but they're not actually sure. Like mm -hmm. when he talks to the Christians. Yep. You know, you know, subhanAllah about that. 
uh, the re- like affirmation to the Rasul alayhi salatu wasalam, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gave him reassurance. He said that they only argue with you because they disbelieve in the revelation, not because they disbelieve in what you say. They only, because their hearts are hardened towards the remembrance of Allah. So like when people, they, they mock the Muslims, they're not mocking you. They're mocking, their hearts are hardened towards the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's actually so real. Wallahi subhanallah. Your heart being hardened to the remembrance of Allah. Like I, obviously we all get that type of feeling because Satan, mm-hmm. he wants to turn you away, right? Mm-hmm. I even get those feelings, especially at night. Like whenever there's something I need to do, mm-hmm. like sometimes I'll, um, I'll leave like the sunnahs after Isha till after because I want to pray it in the, in the night. So like, cause it says you should finish your night with witr. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not going to pray that until like, I'm trying to do it in the last third of the night or something. And sometimes I'll go to sleep and I won't want to wake up and I'll be sitting there. Like I'll be debating in my head, like, oh, should I get up? I'm a little tired, this and that. And that I know that's from shaitan. No, no, because like, look, these are the same exact things, right? That, that happens to me. Right. And like, look, this is, this is normal, right? The shaitan will try to, will try to play with us. Like, for example, I'll, I'll get up for fajr. And I'm still tired. I'm like, man, you know, let me just go back five more minutes. And then I remember something he told me a couple months ago. He said, if Allah ever wakes you up in the middle of the night, I don't care what time it is. Go ahead and pray. It was for a reason. And it just gives me up. I'm like, you know, get on. This is this. This is from Allah. Because sometimes I just wake up by myself in the middle of the night or I wake up before Fajr, you know, not accidentally. Right. But I'll, I'll wake up that time, you know, without even trying. And it's like, all right, I have the choice now to go back to sleep or I have the choice now to get up and pray. I don't know. No, that's actually like subhanAllah, right? Mm-hmm. I I always think of that and I'll be th- seeing in my heart, like, okay, see if I if I go with what my head is telling me right now, oh, just go back to sleep, then what is what's gonna happen next time? Like how easy is it gonna be for me to turn away from something else that I could do for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Mm-hmm. Because then more and more things will just keep turning away because shaitan sees a victory. He just got a victory over you. And you if know, he can get you to go back to sleep, what else is he, is he going to get you to do? You know do? how to like kill those actions of like, oh, what if I just, if I turn away from this, what else can I turn away from? Don't think about it as an action. Think about the one who you're doing it for. Even if it's something so small, even if you're moving something like from the road or like a, uh, maybe there's a there's a, a nail on the ground, you pick it up so no one steps on it. it oh, this is just something so small. No, but in the eyes of Allah, like you're, look who the one you're trying to please here. This is an excellent perspective, right? Because it shows you no matter what, you'll know, you have a clean intention anywhere you go because you'll try to keep Allah in mind versus any other person in mind. It's even, wait, <clears throat> I actually, I need to bring something up speaking about how you just said intention and we're talking about all these situations that's going on in the world. There was a guy that I saw on TikTok. He was making videos spreading awareness of uh, the what's going on in all these countries, Palestine, Sudan, Congo, all, like all these, Afghanistan, everything, right? The thing is, every single one of his videos was a minute long. And for people on TikTok who have this creative program, if, you, if your video's over a minute long, you get money. And every single one of his videos was doing very well. At first, I was like, oh, snap, what the heck? He's spreading a lot of like um, information to people, letting people know what's going on in the world. But then it started being repetitive. Someone called him out on it. Some other Muslim guy, they called him out. And he was like, this guy's making the same video over and over again because he sees the financial benefit. And when I saw it, like... Because I started seeing his videos over and over again. And I kept seeing the same thing. He'd started the same exact way for like the first 20 seconds. I was like, I got a little sketch. I was like, okay, but I'm not going to assume. So I just kept, I just left it at that. Then when he got called out, he made a response video talking about, yes, I did start getting a little greedy because I saw the financial benefit. I was making the same video over and over again. And my tension, it got in the way of my intention. I was like, subhanAllah. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like he was letting your, your videos do well and it may have started with good intention, but look how your intention can change when Allah shows you what this world can uh, offer you. Like, and or he even, even like said it, he even said it because people were thinking, oh, like they knew he was making money, but they thought, oh, he was donating. At first he said he wasn't donating. Then when he got called out, he said he was going to donate. I was like, that's big of you. Look, subhanAllah, because like, look, look at the strength of him, right? Like he, to sit there and openly admit you're wrong, it's such a big strength because people will try to make every single excuse in the book on why they're not wrong or they'll try to justify a certain action, right? When they know that they're wrong. Nah, and that is that is one of the worst things that I hate I hate dealing with with people. Like, you, you can lie to me. You can lie to the next person. But at the end of the day, you and Allah know exactly what's going on here. You and Allah exactly know what your intention was here, what you were trying to get out of it, and if you're lying or not. Yeah. I don't care if you lie to me at the end of the day. You will be held accountable for what you did. Yeah, but look, you see how the waswas of shaitan works. First, it started out with good intention, and then maybe like he deterred from it without even like realizing it. But then when you know, subhanallah, when the Muslim brother called him out, you know, Allahu Akbar, he changed his he changed his intention. He's you said what he donated it. Yeah, Allah he donated Akbar. the money. You, you, you see how this works. Like, see that 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 was such a prime example when I saw. It, I was like, wow, like who knows if this brother had gotten called out that he would have. Like turn back Look, because these, the, he forced him to take accountability. These are all what signs from Allah. Allah says we don't send a sign except for it's a warning, right? And another like personal sign of mine when we were talking about the Quran earlier, you know, me, I used to always you know debate with Christians and stuff like that, like long long before this. Yeah. And one of the things that you you commonly hear from them is Muhammad Ali Sallam wrote the Quran. Okay. And I, the first time I was reading Surah Sajjah, and it's like, So it's like, this book is no doubt. This is the book that is revealed with no doubt from the Lord of the worlds. And then after that, it says, Or do they say Muhammad has fabricated it? And the first time I read that, I was like, subhanAllah. I was like, <laughs> look, I literally, I literally was just talking to a Christian about this. And now look, I'm re I, I just opened up the Quran. And this is one of the first things that I see. SubhanAllah. Those verses be like the most, like, like you. They read, come at the like, best time. Like they re, you're reading this, like wow, subhanallah, and it's like that. This is the book in which there is no doubt. So whenever, whatever you read from the book, like just from that affirmation alone, you know that this is like a hundred percent truth from your Lord. And this, there's how can you reject this? No, that was actually yeah, it was actually so evident to me as well when I saw um, it's a verse talking about how like it's only hearsay, like mm -hmm. what the Christians believe is only hearsay. Not, like basically how none of them will tell you. The same thing. No yeah. two Christians will say the same exact thing about their belief system. And I was like, well, subhanAllah, whenever we talk to someone about the Trinity or whatever, and it was like they were always giving us a different explanation. I was like, this is not like, this is not a coincidence. Allah willed this. Or if, even if you look into their different types of Christianity, like I, like I mentioned before, like they all call the, pro the, Pro the Protestants will say the Catholics aren't Christian. The Catholics say the Protestants are not Christians. And the Orthodox will say that the Protestants are not Christian, yada, yada, yada. And it's just back and forth. And then you see the Catholic Bible has different number of books. And then you see the, uh, the Protestant Bible has different number of books. And you see the Orthodox Bible has different number of books. It's like, which one, what, what is true here? They all claim to be Christian, yet they're all different. What, like, even... Speaking of that, think about it. What's going on in the world today? What other faith other than Islam would stand up the way that we stand up in the face of adversity? Oh, All this not, hardship not, that these Muslims are going through and look at the way they stand up. Look at the way we make dua. We, we go to the masjids to make dua for these Muslims. What other faith is doing something like that? Not only that, not only that. We have not weakened, but it has only strengthened us. Uh, bro, there was a person who came to the masjid like, like two days ago. He converted to Islam. You know what he said? You know why? 
You know why? He said that, look at everything that's going on in the world right now. It's true. That he said it's only like, it's only, it's so obvious that the Muslim God is the right God. That's what he said. Subhanallah. Yeah, like people look, people look at what's going on in the world to be like the Muslims are losing. Like even in our comment section, I see people, they talk about where, where's Allah's helping in Gaza and stuff like that. And it's just like, you're not looking at the bigger picture. You're seeing this. Those people are being martyred and going to Jannah. So on top, that's already a positive. Then you got people who are outside of that converting to Islam, looking into Islam because they're just like, how are these people's strengths, uh, faith so strong in, in such hard adversary? Adversary, oh my God. In such hardship. Like who, who in reality, yeah, who is really win winning here? You're not, you're just, these people are so blinded by just what's in front of them. They think that they know everything. Even like, even with um, the people talking about, oh, uh, where's, where's the help of Allah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even says in the Quran, when he talks about guiding people, he could have guided everyone if he had willed. But he has willed otherwise. Yeah, and he exactly. will fill like, hellfire with The same way company. for his help, just because you don't see it right now, doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah, it reminds me of the story of Musa and Khidr. Musa, he could, like in this, in this scenario, he represents humanity. He could not see, he could not see the wisdom behind Khidr's actions. He couldn't have patience until Khidr, he, he got fed up. He said, this is my parting between me and you, but I'll explain to you what happened. And then Musa, he found out later that this is wisdom from Allah. Maybe you not, you might not understand it right now, but that's why you trust in Allah in his book. That is spoken the truth. Even like, even your eyes can show you one thing, but you know, like behind the scenes, something else can be happening. Like Not everything is what it seems. Yeah, imagine, like, imagine you're like to provide a scenario. Imagine you're in the street, you see a man punching a man. You're, you're gonna think that man is an oppressor and he's bad. But then you you learn the entire full story and then you see what, what happened. Maybe yeah. that man what, stole from him. You, he harmed him first. This, that, and that. Maybe your eyes don't always tell the full story. You're not the knower of the unseen. God is. Allah. Yep. And it's just like whenever you see people talking about so and so, so and so, whatever, and then you go ahead and you look into their story and it's just completely different. Yeah. Or maybe the the the, the streets or like maybe like the uh, society or like social media, they talk bad about this one person or maybe like in your community, they talk bad about this person, bad about this person, bad about this person. And then you go and meet them yourselves. And what the heck? I mean, they do, they do it with our religion. Yeah, they do it with our religion. Like this guy's not so bad. That's why you can't, you can't trust everything you hear. You can't trust everything you see. You got to go with the truth. Like, look, people talk about our religion. They say our religion allows killing, yada, yada, yada. But then they go ahead and they open the Quran. They say, one, 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 uh, if you ever kill one soul, uh, that, like that's killed, an innocent, it's like you killed all of mankind and vice versa. You save a soul, then it's like all, as if you saved all of mankind. You know, what other teachings do you see this at? And not only that, you open the Quran, they say, they say, uh, what's it called? They say Allah is Satan or whatever, all this nonsense. You open the Quran, the first verse, the first thing you see is in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful, the most beneficent, the most merciful. Come on, dude. Or they act like Allah is some sort of foreign thing when it's just the God. Yeah. The God. At the end of Surah Kahf, it says... Say, oh Muhammad, I'm only a messenger. I'm only a man. I'm only a man just like you, a man, like a, a, a creation just like you, to reveal to you that your Allah is one Allah. Your God is one Allah. SubhanAllah. But then they, they go on and they assume, they say this, that, the third. Like, it, it's unbelievable. It's, <laughs> I actually want to shift the conversation real quick because we said we were going to talk about uh, like what we had went through in Sudan because we were there. At least when things were bad, not as bad as as it is right now, but in 2019, it was pretty bad. It was it was pretty bad, and I just remember I've not I haven't even talked about this out loud before, but I remember when we first got there, it was like two days in. It was still Ramadan, by the way. Uh, we got there, and like two days in, we hear explosions, we hear gunshots, cables cut out, no TV, no nothing, like power, 
uh, all you could hear is like on our street, you just hear trucks moving up and down the road, people blocking the roadways, uh, gunshots, everything, man. It was crazy. It was the first time I ever experienced something like this. And me, I didn't know what to think about it. I was like, uh, at first, I, it was like a joke to me. I was laughing. I was like, what the hell? Like, this is real life. <laughs> like, what the heck? And then was in a video game. It felt, yeah, it felt real up when my mom woke us up in the middle of the night talking about we got to go because she felt it was too dangerous for us to be there. Not just our, like, not just our mom. Like, it was like our whole family. Everyone that lived in that house, we all went. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. How many people were in that house? A lot. It was a, a lot. lot of people. Yeah, we, so we had to take multiple cars. Exactly. We went back to our, our mom's village so that we could do raid there. And even then, it still wasn't safe. Like, the thing is, we had no internet for three weeks. I want people to keep in mind, we had no internet for three no, weeks. No, so over three weeks. It was like a month. Well, no, I was only, I was only you there only for three, three weeks. For me, yeah. it was like over a month. I couldn't, not just internet, couldn't, no phone. I couldn't contact, we couldn't contact no one. You couldn't do none of that. Now here, now let's, let's pause right there. Now let's go to my perspective, right? Well, so oh, at, yeah. at that time, you guys went to Sudan before me. I was supposed to go, remember the June the 7th, I was supposed to leave. Only and that's when everything, that's when everything happened. You guys left what? At the end of May, I was supposed to go the next week. And what happened was all that stuff broke out. And then all you see is flights of Sudan being canceled. You see what's going on. And then all of a sudden, no internet. I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to message Hussein. No answer, nothing. I'm over here and like thinking, I'm like, yo, like, are they good? And I don't even know. I have no contact with you guys. And you have to also understand what happened between those three weeks. A lot of things happened. Someone that we knew died here in America and stuff like that. It's just like. So many different things happened. We couldn't even talk. We, we had no communication because of what was going on there. Nah, that was actually wild. Like, it, it got so bad to the point where when I finally got interned because I left, um, people thought I died. Yep. And here's the other thing. Then you came back. And while I was trying to go there, right, I was supposed to go June the 7th. Then it got delayed seven days. And then we couldn't go. Then we it got delayed again by two weeks, and we couldn't go till the next month. So I ended up going in July. Osman was still there. I remember this. This is pretty funny. When you came to the airport, I couldn't call him. I couldn't call him or like know what time he was coming because I wanted to see him when he came out the airport. I waited at the airport for like four hours. I never saw him because I couldn't contact him. We just guessed when he was going to come. And then after that, I, we drove an hour all the way down to the village out of the city and just, just so I could see him. We could tell him like, dude, what's, like, what's really going on here? Like, subhanAllah. Wait, so you were at the airport? I was yeah, at the airport. I was at the airport. I didn't but even. Where were you at? I didn't even he, know. He, he, I already he left early. Yeah, before. like the thing was, the flight got a little bit delayed. So as soon as we got there, our family was already waiting there. So they came, they picked us up, and then we went. We left. <laughs> I didn't even know he was coming. That's I couldn't call him. I could. I'm telling you, it was. It was and it, one thing I would like to add: the anxiety, the stress. Like, like you couldn't sleep at night. No food. Like, Matthew Hobbs, there was no bread, man. Oh yeah, there was no bread. People, all no the gas. stores, no all gas. the stores were closed. There was no gas. Like, I, like, I want people to really try to like paint this image in their minds that like it's a third world country already. But on top of that, they took everything away. Like when, everything when was closed. When the war was waged, like the, the civilians paid all the cost. Like it's not just the fighting, the kita. Like like oh, subhanallah. Like people died. Like that's the that's the biggest thing. First and foremost, people died. Like but. The, the mental the mental hardship that you got put through like you what you saw in the streets you see the kids you see the, the gas like the petroleum like it's like how we, like like you said how are we gonna celebrate Eid like Eid wasn't even like the same it was crazy and here's the other thing right so then after two weeks right then I went I I, st I stayed with you for a couple days right I stayed with you for a few days and everything was like was fine again you know stores were opening back up life life was fine again then in the middle of the night we just hear protesting going on remember that yes I remember <laughs> we just hear protesting in the going middle on. of the night like I'm talking about it's like 1 a.m. and then we hear a few gunshots go out. I'm like 
the heck, what the heck is going on here? And then like everything else just proceeded like normal, right? It was just crazy. I remember, remember, remember the one time we were on Nile Street in the same visit, and oh, like you, just a big protest. Yeah, no, it was huge. It was huge. On uh, it was raining. And, need, like, it was raining. People were pro- uh, people were protesting. Everyone, Madania, Madania. Bro, I'm gonna crazy. tell you if you saw the passion in their eyes, though. This is something that really touched my heart. If you saw the passion in their eyes in the kids, a lot of them were kids, teenagers. If you saw the passion in their eyes, you'd be like, wow, subhanAllah. Like this is. These are, these these people. When I was like, when I'm like, when I think back, like when I was their age, man, I got to watch TV. I got to, I had a I got to drink cookies and milk stuff like this. Like this is something that they may never have or they never will have. They grew up in war, like that's something that's so serious. They can't get that time back. They can never get it back. That's why the the, the parties that wage war, like Allah will deal with them. No, yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, wait. What you just said? We grew up watching Disney Channel, Disney XD, Nickelodeon, having cookies and and chips and stuff at night, having snacks going to Chuck E. Cheese and stuff like that. You got kids growing up in war. They're in the brink of war and the only thing they know is survival. They don't know, oh, like, oh, I get to go to school. I get to... Make uh, friends. I get to make friends. I get to do this and that. No, no. They're moving from city to city seeking refuge for survival. That's what's going on in Sudan right now. Millions are being displaced right now and people are not talking about it. Same same thing in Gaza. People, like, these people, all they know is survival. They don't, some of them, most, a lot of them have lost their parents. They've like, never seen leisure. I, I, like, yeah, I saw a video of this kid. He was like, yeah, I miss my friends. I miss school. I miss being able to go out and have fun. I miss my parents and stuff like that. Like, what type of normal human being is going to look at that video and not feel bad for them? And not want to make dua, not want to make a change, not want to speak out against what the, the oppressors are doing? Like, imagine we tasted, we tasted like, like not even, we didn't even taste war. Like us, and when we were in Sudan, we tasted like a, a sliver. A sliver, like a small portion of it, like for what month, two months, and like and it wasn't see, even as bad as it is now. As it, as it is now, and look how much like it impacted us. Like imagine going through that your entire childhood. You couldn't like even man. just seeing it as a child because we weren't even that young. I even still look back on it sometimes on my phone. I still have pictures of and videos of protests and pictures yeah. of what they did. It's like the streets. What they were like. You would go in the street. You would see rocks. You would see burning. Like this. Like this isn't even like life oh, at this point. Matter of fact, matter of fact, this reminds me of the story. Right, I was staying with one of my cousins. Right, and he has he has an apartment building. Right, and he he's at the top floor. So I was sitting there on the on the rooftop, and I see these ginger weed. These ginger weed pull up in in a, in an armored car with a machine gun on the back. They stop by on the on the side of the road. There was just, just there was a normal civilian walking. They get out the road. They 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 bring out their salt, you know, their nightsticks, right? And they're just talking to him, right? The guy looked frightened. And then uh, he, they saw he didn't have anything. They got back on their thing and then just went. It's like, what what was their goal here? Are they just abusing power or like what? That's, you know, that's all it is. What are they doing here? It's like it's like even a, look at it, what they're doing right now. They were doing the same thing back then. Over they were what? Fighting for power. That's what are they? What's what's this power though? The power that's going to end the land that's the land that's going to be destroyed by Allah. They're they're all, they're going to be a part of that land. They're going to be under underground in that dirt, six feet under. One day. That's why the these conflicts like in our eyes they 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 make no sense. They're they're stupid because we know like okay what's what's going to happen. They're, they're going to perish they're on one day. Land. They're going to get their due. But here's the thing, though. They know that one day they're going to die. They know that God exists. And yet... They're not God-fearing. Look how, look, look, how, look how corrupted the heart... Or that look how hard the heart has become to the point where they don't care. And like, is, it's like they'll chase whatever is in front of them. This is, look, this is why it's important for us to seek forgiveness from every sin. Because if you don't, so when you accumulate so much sins in your heart, this is what I like. This is what I think. When you accumulate so much sins in your heart, and your heart becomes so hardened, this is what you're gonna build up to. I think like eventually, if I keep sinning, I'm gonna end up like that. Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I could easily just became one of them, or just like them, or stuff like that. Or I could easily became like one of the people that I used to hang out with, but I didn't. 
You know, I had to have done something different. Allah has guided me. I ha am I going to be grateful for that? Am I going to be thankful for that? Or am I going to go ahead and abuse that as well and become worse than them? No, that's exactly like the lesson of this entire podcast is being grateful that we're not in that situation. Praying mm -hmm. that, praying for them, for their success, for their victories, but knowing that like, because that's not where we are right now, we have to make the most of that. And like, like Osman said earlier in the episode, we're being tested just as much as they're being tested. That's, that's a big part of it. No, subhanAllah. Yeah. A great way to end that episode. That's a great way to end it. So, inshallah. Um, let us know what you guys think of this podcast, inshallah. I mean, it's a, it's a hard topic to talk about, uh, but it's something we need to talk about. We need to be more aware of, inshallah. Um, but yeah, with that being said, you know, salam alaikum warahmatullah. All right, guys, we hope you guys enjoyed the podcast episode. Make sure to share this with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change with this. And also make sure to join our Discord server, building the biggest Discord server in the Ummah, and we need your guys' help. And last but not least, we're still not scholars. You know, we're still students of knowledge, so we're still learning. And uh, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.